to another episode of In the Loop Breakaway podcast. Today, we are getting to visit with Sarah Morrissey. Sarah is a native from Canada, and she shares with us a little bit about her story from growing up to learning how to rope and taking that further into her professional career, traveling down the road, living on the road, and the highs and lows of rodeo. And at the end of the day, just like Sarah says, everything's good. It's all good. So thank you so much for joining us. Take a listen to this podcast. Okay. All right, guys. So today we are here with Sarah Morrissey. Sarah, tell us where you're at in the world today. Hey, Jordan. Thanks for having me. I am in Sturgis, South Dakota, hanging out at Carol Haller's place and just kind of waiting to go to Kadoka tomorrow. So, Sarah, for those of you who don't know, you're constantly traveling around the world, but that's literally your house, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So I, uh, I want I, you to I tell me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I just want you to tell me a little bit about your story. You know, I, I met Sarah probably, I think what's been, I mean, I'm, I've known you, but I met you for, for real three years ago. We were in Salt Lake City. That was when they first had the Days of 47 WCRA. Um and we were we were hanging out at the same campground and and you were telling me your story. You just bought your trailer and your truck and you're getting all everything organized. So so tell me a little bit about how that came about. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that day now. I was like, gosh, yeah, it's been that long. Um, that was when I literally first got this trailer that I had. It is it is my home. And uh, gosh, it was 100 and some odd degrees that day and my air conditioning wasn't working. And yeah just all sorts of fun. It's, it's the fun of the road, but yeah, so I, uh, I was a pharmacist for 11 years and then with all these opportunities that we started having and, um, things like the WCRA and our pro rodeos, um, you know, our Columbia river circuit alone, you know, had a bunch of rodeos and, and so I was like, well, it was just kind of the opportunity came about, you know, I had a place North of Spokane that sold, and then next thing I know, the place that I was living in in Ephrata had the opportunity to sell. And I kind of figured, well, why not? Why not go rodeo and go see what it has to offer? So I did. And so everything and have a horse trailer and a truck. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time you told me you were a pharmacist, right? So so how did that all play into it? Well, I mean, that was that was the means for me to be able to do what I'm doing right now. Um, you know, I went to school for 10 years and, you know, became a pharmacist, loved my job for a lot of the years. And uh, and then it was just kind of time for a change. You know, the the corporate world was not really where I wanted to be, I don't think. And so, um, you know, things just kind of fell into place. I'd asked for a leave of absence. I knew it wasn't going to be granted. And so I was like, well. Might as well go see see what I can do roping wise and and see what it's like to feel. I feel like I'm doing things that an 18 year old kid does, but now I'm 40, so it's uh it's a bit of an adventure. Well, and I think I mean, just me listening to your story about that just gives me the goosebumps because you have a lot of courage to just take that leap of faith. And you know, I know I don't know about you, but for me. I'm very OCD, need to know what my plans are and where I'm going and what I'm going to do. And 
not knowing, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the step that you took. And so I think that that is such a courageous act to do what you love and, and you're 110% committed. I mean, there's no going back now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you know what, and it was, it was a little bit, it was, it was so exciting at the beginning. And then, and then there's a lot of times where I kind of go and shake my head and go, what am I really doing? You know? And then it's like, the longer I live this gypsy life that I live, the less I want to go back to conforming to, you know, a nine to a nine to nine, you know, or an eight to eight, whatever. Um, I still haven't really found a place where I'm like, Oh, this is where I would like to settle down or, you know, whatnot. So it's, it's kind of an interesting turn of events. Yeah. Cause I was really, you know, I mean, I had plans and, you know, every day would be planned out and, you know, you fit what you can into each day. And, and then anymore, it's just kind of like, well, if this happens, great. If it doesn't happen, well, then I guess I do something else. And it's, it's kind of fun. So go into a little bit more, you know, I know you said there's, there's been times where you kind of, you know, sit back and and shake your head. What are some of the challenging things um, that you've encountered? You know, talk a little bit about that because gosh, I mean, I know we've been out here on the road for just a couple of weeks now and there's daily challenges and um, talk a little bit about those challenges and maybe, you know, some of the things you did to overcome them. Right. Well, I think the, one of the biggest challenges is whenever you think you've got a couple of days off where you can kind of kick back and, you know, read a book, your trailer breaks down, you know, something, something goes wrong where you have to tend to it. Um, I think that's been my biggest thing is just the wear and tear of the road on our equipment. Um, you know, I mean, for example, yesterday I brought my trailer in to get the generator serviced and looked at and cause it wasn't working in the heat, but yet it was working in the cooler temperature, all that stuff brought it in there. They got it fixed. They were bringing it out of the shop and they hooked the jack on a piece of concrete and tore the front off of my trailer. So that was yesterday, but in the meantime, they say they're going to get it fixed. And so we're just <laughs> rolling with it a deep breath and go, huh, all righty. So, um, but yeah, it just seems like whenever, whenever something breaks down, you find something else that needs attention. And, and so you just kind of deal with it and you've just, you have to become a bit of a handyman yourself and thank goodness for all the people that go down the road all the time. Cause all, every single one of us has been through it. You know, it's like, you know, even the day, you know, when you guys were parked beside me in, in Utah, it was like, oh yeah, here, Sarah, go up here and do this and this. And I was like, oh, okay. Now I know. Right. And so, you know, my fear of heights has gone away because I have to get up (laughs) on top of that trailer all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, it's, you you really just learn how to roll with the punches, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, and then you've got horse issues, right. You know, one day your horse is great. The next day you look out and you go, huh, well, that's not very desirable. And right. so, and so, every, every single one of us has been down that, you know, so it's like, it's not really a unique situation. It's just, um, it's, it's just the way it is. And so tell me, elaborate a little bit more. So you're, you're on the road literally every day, you know, wherever you park, that's home. Um, talk to me about, you know, your, 
I know it's, I don't want to say routine because there's obviously not, you know, X, Y, and Z every day, but what is your, your routine from practice to horses to, you know, the things that need done? I mean, how have you kind of remodeled that and, and put that into what fits for you? (laughs) Well, um, I mean, really, I'm at the at the mercy of all the people that take me in on a regular basis. You know, it's it's kind of whatever everybody else's schedule is. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, so be it. Um, I have to remind myself that when I was working full time, most of the summer, I might get to rope once a week if I was lucky on live cattle. You know, I would have to drive to Ellensburg and and rope there, or you know back when I lived north of Spokane, I actually had my own arena and cattle there. And, you know, so I have to remind myself that I can do this without roping live cattle every day, you know, Um, and sometimes less is more. And that's where you also have to focus on, you know, you're roping the dummy or visualization or um, just knowing that your horses are taken care of and they're healthy. Um, That, that really makes a big difference to me. Um, and then, you know, cause Oreo knows his job, you know, we don't need, we don't need to run 20 calves on him. He'll do it. And he doesn't really care, but he, you know, he doesn't need it. Um, I've got this new horse and he's coming along, but I mean, it's a matter of me and him getting together. So whenever I get an opportunity to practice, I certainly take that. Um, but really just knowing that my horses are happy and healthy and that I'm able to rope the dummy and, you know, try and stay for what it's worth mentally sharp. You know, I mean, we all use that term right. and, you know, and then sometimes no matter how mentally sharp we are, sometimes things don't go our way, you know? So. Well, and I think that's one of the biggest curves that, you know, we're all learning out here is, you know, for me, it used to be a lot of, we'd go to rodeos, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mm -hmm. you know, come home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, hash it out, get back out there. You know, we're not, we're not getting to do that out here. Um, you know, just like at Reno, we're here at Reno right now. We, we showed up, we roped and we've just kind of been hanging out for three or four days, you know, roping dummy, like you said, trying to stay, to stay sharp, but it's not like, you know, we've been able to bring our calves with us. Or if, if you don't know somebody who has an arena and a setup, like you said, you're at their mercy, you know, do you get to run them or not? So that's one thing that I think is going to be a huge learning curve. And for everybody is you don't get to run calves every day or every week, or maybe every couple of weeks, you know, um, I, I had a guy tell me, uh, last week at North Platte, you know, if you draw bad, you still need to run him because that might be the, the last practice calf you get for a while. And, and so <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good analogy. Um, you know, uh, so just things like that are, have been big learning curves for me. You know, I'm so used to running so many cattle uh, and not, not having that opportunity. And you don't know when you're going to get to, um, you know, at the rodeos, obviously, but just like, you know, practice and running them, you know, it's kind of an uncertainty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so it's just a matter of just kind of keeping everything as happy and healthy and, you know, just physically strong, you know, so that they can handle. You know, the problem is, is that lots of our horses, the only exercise they get in these days is in the trailer because that's all we do is drive for a whole day, you know. Right. Uh, and so it's, 
yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's hard, but it's, it's what we do. And so, um, you, you have to enjoy that part, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, everything is so new. And for us, you know, I think people probably, I know a lot of people are probably watching the breakaway ropers and giggling a little bit because there's been so many people doing this for so long, you know, and it's so new to us. And they're like, we're, we're just the new kids on the block, you know, um, and <laughs> right. they, I'm sure they're getting a lot of, a lot of in- entertainment out of our being pretty wet behind the ears and trying to learn this stuff. Um, oh, but that's sure. something I feel like you are, maybe you have more of an advantage over quite a few of us. Cause you've been living this lifestyle per se for, yep. for three years now, two years. Oh, yeah, so two years, yep. So what are some of the biggest, like the, I guess if you could give any advice on the, maybe a couple of the best things you think you've learned, what, what are some of those things? Oh man. Um, learn that no matter, you know, whatever kind of issue arises, it's not the end of the world. You're going to get it fixed. You know, um, somebody will always help you because that's what we all do. Um, that's kind of the biggest one. Cause you always have the, that's where I feel like my, some of my largest breakdowns were like, Oh my gosh, what did I do? Why am I doing this? I'm silly for thinking that this was going to work. And then, you know, guess what? You get it fixed and all of a sudden things are roses again and life is good. And so it's, it's the downtimes are very, very temporary. And, uh, I think that's a really good way to put it. There, There is so many ups and downs. I mean, yeah. with roping, but just especially in this lifestyle in general, there's a lot of highs and lows. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right. You know, and, and for quite some time, you know, I had a vent on this trailer that was leaking or whatever. And, and I'm sure you've heard me say it. Well, the roof only leaks when it rains, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just kind of been it's it's the ups and downs of it and and they are very temporary and you'll get things fixed and somebody's gonna help you and somebody's gonna know somebody else who's gonna you know send you in the right direction and and it's it that's that's the part that's really been cool and eye-opening as well because you know when you work where I worked as far as retail and you know and you see all the unhappy and the the people that are just struggling and then, you know, and, and they're not very nice, you know, because of, you know, the life that they're, they're in, whatever, but our family of everybody going down the road and, and the rodeo family, the Western lifestyle, the, the people that know people in the Western lifestyle, it's, it's just, it's so uplifting. It and really it, is. Yeah, you know, and and you do kind of look through some rose-colored glasses a lot because everybody you're around is doing what they love, right? So, so there's not much misery. Yes, there's always, you know, you always get down on yourself or, you know, something crummy happens. Well, so be it. But at the end of the day, everybody's pretty awesome in that they're doing what they love. And right. that, that's a pretty unique feature, I think, for us. Um, and I, I wish the world could see things a little bit more the way I guess we all do. You know, we all work our butts off. And at the end of the day, there's a reward, you know. Right. 
we get we get to do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. It's been it's been it's been that's been a really good eye opener, uh, soul opener. You know, I mean, it just yeah, just kind of keeps keeps you going, really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's uh, change gears just a tick and talk about you know we touched on a little bit, but the mentality that as an as an athlete as a competitor. Um, and, and the mental toughness, you know, I think not just in the arena, but just like all the things you've just been talking about outside the arena, your equipment, your vehicles, stuff like that. I mean, the mentality and the, and the, the mental toughness, I'll say, I don't know that that's really the correct word. I know, you know, we're all a little bit crazy, but, um, talk a little bit, yeah, talk a little bit about that. You know, I know just like I just have, I mean, I just admire you so much for, for taking it on, you know, and, and I think we all sort of have that mentality of we're, we're all in right now, you know, we're doing this and, and we're all in and, you know, um, we'll just hope, you know, we have a, hopefully a good outcome and, but, you know, every day is a new day. And like you said, there's, there's struggles, there's ups and downs, there's good times, there's things you can't control. So talk a little bit about your strategy, I guess, for your mental toughness and, and kind of where, maybe where you started and where you're at now and, and how you got there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I guess you start off by reading a lot of books <laughs> or you learn about a lot of cool things. And so, um, but when you get in the slumps, cause that's where I've been for like the last few weeks. And then all of a sudden, you know, things turn around and you're like, Oh, okay. I can keep doing this. You know, you don't draw good, you, you know, you just missed a good one, you know, all of those things. And, and what I find like for myself, I'm like, gosh, I really feel like I was confident and I was mentally ready for this run and my horse felt good and all these things. And then you walk out of the arena and go, huh, that's not really how I had that planned out. (laughs) Um, And so you just have to keep, you just have to keep going at it. Right. Cause you just got, you you know, you just keep entering or you, you know, you find a place to kind of get back to neutral or back to, you know, um, I guess neutral, just ground yourself and, and figure out what's going wrong. Um, you also have to have a lot of people in your corner or maybe not a lot of people, but some super awesome people in your corner that aren't afraid to say, you know what, it's going to be okay. You got this or, you know, pull your head out, you know, um, quit being silly, all those things, you know, and, and I've got, and I've got a few of those people and they are, you know, that's, that's what gets you down the road, I think, you know? Yeah. And I, I, (laughs) you always feel like, I'm sorry, I'm calling to vent and I'm calling to let you know about my struggles right now. And then you get it off your shoulders and they help you and you, you just go on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, I read a quote in, in, you know, I'm just like you, I read the books and do the studies and all the things, but I read a quote um, by Carolyn Leaf that was talking about, you know, the only way out is through, you got to talk about it. You got to get it out. And, you know, it seems like that stinking quote comes up in my head when it's the hardest. And, um, (laughs) but it is, and, you know, I'm like, dang it. You know, you just got to put your head down and, and run through that brick wall. But it's it's true. You know, I think talking about it is essential and 
having those people, you know, I mean, we wouldn't be, and that's one thing I think a lot of people don't see in the forefront of it, the people that are supporting you that are behind you, blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of tears. You know, I don't know why Kleenex hasn't sponsored Breakaway. They should. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or at least, you know, uh, but yeah, there's, there's so much of that in it. Um, that, that I don't think there's a lot that most people don't see or know about. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and just like you think of these quotes and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, I mean, cause you don't need them when, when the times, when the chips are good, you know, like when, when you're doing great and, you know, life is good and you're able to put fuel in your gas tank and, you know, carry on, you know, those aren't really necessary per se, but those are some of the things that get you through, you know, to the next one. And so it's, yeah, all the uplifting things and the little reminders and, you know, I mean, there's times where I'll travel for a week and not talk to a single soul on the phone. Right. You know, or next thing you know, I've, I've, I've gone 12 hours and haven't shut my phone off, you know, right. so, um, it's kind of funny how the timing of those things work as well, um, just to help get you down the road mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, but yeah, it's the, the people, the people behind you are really the ones that keep you mo- moving, you know, and yeah, they help, should be the ones that get the buckles and stuff, stuff right? Yeah, 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 they're they're the ones giving you the kick in the butt and saying, you know, keep going, you got this. Right. So, yeah. So talk a little bit about those people. You know, are, where did where, what's your background? Is, is are some of those people your family? Where do you come from? Um, you know, tell me a little bit about like, did you did your family rope or how did how did you get involved in Breakaway? Uh, no, my well, I guess like my cousin, she she roped and did a little high school rodeo and stuff, but. As far as like my parents, uh, no, neither one has any equine or bovine experience. Um, and so I was just the kid that loved horses. And so um, my best friends and myself, we would ride our bikes across town when we were seven and eight years old to go feed carrots and apples to the horses at my, at my dad's cousin's ranch and throughout the town and whatnot. And so um yeah one day they asked if I wanted to learn how to ride a horse and and my parents agreed and that was probably the silliest mistake they ever made or maybe the best mistake <laughs> ever made <laughs> so so away I went right we went to uh, riding riding ponies and horses and and then eventually learned how to rope and you know there was a lot of people in my community you know that all roped and and did some barrel racing and whatnot. And yeah, it was, it was a really good community to grow up in, you know, every mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday, I'd, I'd ride my little horse across town, you know, all the rest of the kids are at like baseball practice and all the rest of it. And I'm trotting by them with my big old rope bag. <laughs> going to go learn how to rope a cow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. So it was, it, it was a really great place to grow up and, and a huge, you know, huge community support, you know, even still. And, uh, yeah. And then went to, you know, I come down to the States and college rodeoed. And then once college rodeo was done, I kind of quit rodeo. And for, I don't know, probably five, six years, I guess. And, uh, and then a few years into my pharmacy career, I got 
that's when I got Oreo and another horse and started working and training on, on them. And here we are. (laughs) So, well, I think that's so neat. You know, I mean, I know so many of us came from a roping background, you know, like my family and my mom's dad and mom and my dad's you know, uncle. So the history of my family, they did it, you know, so I did it. Um, just like Raymond, his mom and dad, they still don't, I mean, they know about it, but they, they, they have never probably ridden a horse or know anything about it. You know, Raymond was a lot like you, he just wanted to do it and he loved it. And they bought him a horse. And he used to tell me, I thought this is so funny. He told me he would have his horse and his calf in the same stall and he would, saddle his horse and then he would drag the calf out to the arena and put him in the chute and he would run that calf around the arena and I'm like did that calf not eat your horse's tail and he was like no they're best friends and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> just things like that you know I mean he was uh, similar to you like he won he just wanted to do it and so then he just step by step you know he, they knew nothing about it and so I think that that is so cool to you know, just both sides of, of the spectrum, like some kids right. come from it. Some kids just have such a passion and a love for it. And how neat for you that you've come this far from, you know, starting out from scratch. So that's pretty inspiring yep. to me to know that, you know, if there's anybody out there listening that is starting from scratch, you're living proof it can be done. So that that's pretty cool sure. to know that, that you've had the tenacity to just keep after it and, and get to such an elite level that you're at well I am a little stubborn <laughs> well all women are I don't know about I mean I'm gonna say admit it I will Hard-headed, I will but, <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah no so I mean so I mean it's it's been it's been great you know and uh you know it's I'm I'm excited to see where we get to you know keep going from here and I'm I'm kind of interested to see how long I can keep going at it you know I mean yeah that's another thing um, you so know, one thing I want to, I want you to talk about, and you said it the other day and I was like, I've got to ask her this question. So you were telling me the other day when the first pro rodeo, the added breakaway was where it was. So, so let's go back and touch on that. Where was the first pro rodeo, the added breakaway? You said you were entered. Talk a little bit yeah. about that then, you know, I think you said it was three years ago and then where we're, we're at now. Right. I think, I think it was four. See, and that's where I have to thank Facebook for, you know, the timelines, right? Um, Cooley City, Washington, I believe was our first one ever. And they kind of got the ball rolling. Um, the first one, I think it was Shelby and Shelly. They won it. Um, the first one. And, you know, so Jennifer Casey has been uh, the spearhead of it all. You know, she, we traveled together. So we talked to committees. I mean, there, there wasn't, there wasn't a rodeo we didn't go to that. We didn't talk to somebody who knew somebody on some committee and, you know, and then we get to some of these pro rodeos and, you know, you, you talk to the committees and you get every, you know, and people get excited about it. Um, we've had a lot of help along, you know, besides the committees jumping on board and getting excited about it and seeing how well, how well we were able to run it off. I mean, yeah, before the rodeos, we'd talk with the girls. Okay. You know, we've, you know, just kind of get the game plan of everybody, you know, hustling through the event and, and being professional and all of those things. Um, and that's what really made it a success in the Columbia river circuit. Um, right. 
you know, and it's, and all it's done is grow up there as well. Um, and then it, you know, and then it opened it up the doors for other circuits, you know, they're like, Oh, Hey, look, look what's going on up there. You know, maybe we can get the ball rolling. Right. Um, and, and, and that's been good. We've had support, you know, a lot of the announcers, um, JJ Harrison, um, people like that have really been critical in our success as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of keeping the ball rolling and getting everybody excited about it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting when, when we were like, Oh my God, we're at a pro rodeo. Right. I mean, it was, it was, it was cool, you know, and then the first year we ran at Pendleton, that's still a highlight, probably one of the highlights of my whole career. Um, running off the hill. That was, that's pretty awesome. You know, and we've, we've got to do it three times already. And so looking forward to this year, I'm hoping. So, um, yeah. And then you guys are going up to Prineville. Um, yep. that, that's super fun as well. It's kind of like Pendleton, but on the flat mm-hmm. and, um, but yeah, so many of those rodeos, it's just been, it's been a blast, right? Well, um, I just thought it was so exciting. I mean, just almost electric when you, you were, when I was visiting with you the other day and you said that, you know, it showed up on your timeline, Cooley City, Washington was, was the first rodeo that you, pro rodeo yeah. that you had competed at. And I was just sitting there and you walked off and I'm like, man, like you <laughs> said, that was four years ago and just yeah. where it's at now and, and so thankful for so there's so many people you won't ever be able to thank anybody ever enough on what they've done and people, you won't even know what they've done that have contributed so much. And, um, yep. it, well, I and guess just very humbling to think, you know, I, I know we all get impatient and I'm, I am worst about the worst about patience ever. Um, but gosh, it's grown a lot and it's, it's going so great in so many different places. And, um, just like you were talking about from Pendleton to Primeville and roping on the flat and just the different places we're getting to rope at. Um, I guess it's just so surreal. Well, it is, you know, and, and one of the things, you know, like, um, you know, we talk about how we're getting to the, the pro level, you know, now, um, you know, I got to visit with a lot of the ladies that got it into the amateur level, you know, mm-hmm. years and years and years ago. Right. Like, I mean, you, you couldn't even imagine not going to an amateur rodeo without breakaway roping well there was a time that it was not in amateur rodeos right and so yes I've I've got to visit with a lot of those ladies you know well, in the Jamie North Markham she's, she's one of my my friends and she told me that there was a time when there wasn't like you said there wasn't breakaway at the amateurs and then she said then it was only like eight or nine of us and we would drive four or five hours for eight or nine of us and mm-hmm. um you know just that now you go somewhere and you're like, Oh, there's only 40 entered, you know? (laughs) So uh, I think that that's the history of it's So cool to learn too. Yes. Right. And so it's, it's pretty cool to know the roots of our sport, um, you know, and then to plant new roots, right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. just growing and growing and growing and, and it's exciting, you know? Um, It is. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's your long-term, you know, where, where do you, and I know you're, you're, we're, so we're young, you know, I mean, we're, we're so many other contestants and competitors, you know, 40, 45, 50, they kind of peak out. Like we don't have to get off 
we're, we're kind of like team ropers, you know, our longevity for our bodies, I think it, it is a little bit longer. You know, I think we crap. There's no telling JJ Hampton. She's 50 years old and she's just too flat over. I mean, there's, there's no telling the longevity of our, our, our athletes in breakaway roping. So, so what does your long-term look like? You know, do you think you'll slow down? Do you think you'll do this forever? I mean, what, what does that look like? Well, well, heck, Jordan, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow besides. Oh, well, I know that might've been a bad question for you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> but, you know, I, mean, I guess my goal is to do it as long as I possibly can. You know, I mean, as long as my horses are good and as long as I'm good, you know, or even if I'm not great, I like, I'm still going to go. Right. Um, it's, this is a funny little addiction that we have and, um, a, a healthy addiction, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, you just kind of do it as long as you can and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that, that's where, like, I've, I mean, I've had that question with myself a lot. I'm like, okay, well, what? okay, well, what next? And then I'm like, well, no, I'm just going to go to another rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just keep seeing how long I can go for. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to kind of, I'd like to really find a bit of a job that I can do while on the road. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've been kind of searching some areas there. Um, I'd like to do clinics. I'd like to do, you know, lessons and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's a little bit difficult when you are literally only in a place for 24 hours, you know, mm-hmm. um, I've got my Beamer blanket, you know, that I work on horses and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, when you're only in, you know, when you're in the rodeo and you're in and out, it's hard to fit things in, you know? So, um, it's an, it's an interesting dilemma at times, you know, but it's like, if I can get somewhere and be there for a few days, I'd love to do, you know, any of those things to help others out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's something that I need to work on, you know, and try and promote that a little bit, but, um, yeah, I'm kind of up for anything really. Like, uh, I guess I've never really felt so gypsy like or free or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's nothing tying me anywhere besides my rodeo schedule. So, well, and that's, I mean, I just think that's so cool that we we're getting to do this. You know, I know some days we question our insanity, but then some days we are like, wow, this is awesome. You know, um, getting to be in a different place all the time, waking up in a different place, the people you meet, the, the committees, you know, the, the generosity there, um, mm-hmm. I, it, that part of it's been really, really neat for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just to see, and especially like we were just over there in the breakfast tent and this lady said, yeah, I've been asking for a raise and they just asked me how many more hours I want to work. And, you know, I think that's something <laughs> they're all volunteers, you know, yeah. they're, um, they're, they're all doing this for, for us. And, how cool like that they devote all their time and effort and for nothing you know just a simple thank you and stuff like that so that's been really yep. neat to see for me oh yeah it's been it's been so cool and and they're they're so fun because y'all you listen to their stories and stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh all the different walks of life of, of people that just love rodeo right 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 love something for their community and love seeing everybody come in and out and 
and gosh, it's just so much fun. Right. Yeah, I agree. So if there was something that you could tell somebody that is maybe thinking about doing this, maybe, maybe it's where you were, you know, buying a horse, thinking about roping, what, what advice would you give them? Oh man. Well, there's so many things. <laughs> no, it, it really is. One, one answer probably doesn't do it justice. Number one, you have to make sure you got the right level of, you know, insanity. Like you said, you know, you got to be a little stubborn, um, but you have to put in the work, you know, you have to be prepared to know that these animals are 100% reliant on your actions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I guess to me, the safety and health of the animals is, is probably my biggest concern always. Um, and then just being, you know, gritty enough to, to do the work, be willing to put in the work and then be not, not be scared to go ask people, you know, go ask people, get some, get some people behind you. Um, you know, and and a lot of times you go to a practice pen and all of a sudden you've got 10 people, you know, talking to you and you're like, Oh man, I don't know what to even, you know, which one is right. 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 Um, And, and and that's, that's a fun problem that we have in our little community, I guess, is that everybody's willing to help. Everybody wants to help. Mm -hmm. Nobody giving, nobody's wanting to give you advice to make you do bad. Um, You know, so, so be, be willing to ask the questions and, and find the people to, to help and, and just, and put in the effort, you know, everybody's willing to help someone who puts in the effort. And, yeah. um, and, and that's, and that, then that's huge, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, but there's, there's no one thing, right? There's, there's no one thing. Well, that's you know, one thing I've learned, you know, even in the past two months, there's no one secret to success answer. <laughs> there's no one <laughs> little thing that's going to fix everything or anything like that. And I think that maybe we desire that, or I don't know if it, you know, is, as we've evolved we're just like we want a quick fix right now that doesn't happen no no there is there is no secret there is no you know there's no magic wand you know whatever it's you just work through it yeah and then you just just make it work so sarah um i ask everybody this question and it, it doesn't have to be one answer too. I think it's probably multi-answered, but if you had to go back and you had to tell your younger self something, what would it be and why? Um, my younger self. Well, in regards to rodeo and, and, and events and stuff like that, I would have watched more videos, even though, I mean, we only had a handful of VHS videos available back in my day. These people so, probably don't know what VHS is, only me and you do. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I remember, and I mean, this isn't, because my dad's like, I remember asking my dad about a video about pole bending. He's like, well, you know how to go around the poles. I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, well, what do you need a video for? And I'm like, huh, I guess I don't, you know, but man after because it was in my 30s I think when I first watched like a Walt Woodard video or something I was like wow all the things we can learn just by Mm -hmm. watching a video you know and it was just 
you know, because I came from a different um, rodeo structure, whatever. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, my parents did the best they could, you know, they mm-hmm. did everything for me and they, you know, helped me get down the road and did the best that they knew how to do. But it was one of those things. It's like, wow, I, if I would have had these videos back when I feel mm-hmm. like I would have made a lot less mistakes, Right. <laughs> and, you know, I would have been, been able to get better faster, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that's just, where those tools are so readily available now, you, you just take it for granted. You're like, well, why right. wouldn't you want the video, right? Exactly. Um, but that was, <laughs> that's one of the things that I always think of. And it makes me giggle because, you know, it, it was such a simple answer that my dad gave me. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> um, and then you have to put in the work, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have to be fairly independent, I think. I don't know, but at the same time, not too independent. Right. Uh, Gotta have a happy medium. Right. And just be be prepared for it not to all be roses. And there's there's a lot more hard times, I think, than easy times, but they're all good times. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. keeping that perspective is really, it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder to hear from you. And, you know, just we all, you know, I always... I firmly believe iron sharpens iron, you know, and just to hear, we all have this dog in this fight, you know, and just to hear other people have a perspective like that, it reminds you, you know, Hey, you got to have this perspective too. And so it just keeps us moving forward and keeps us all doing, like you said, doing what we love and entering again and going another day. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's been good. Yeah. Cause yeah. If it's, if it's a crummy day or a excellent day, it's still a good day. So yeah. And we do have to enjoy that at the end of it. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share that we didn't touch on? Oh, I'm sure there is, but <laughs> I can't we think don't. of it at all. <laughs> well, text me if you do, you know. No. Well, I, I um, talk forever. You know that. I know me and you both. That's why I try to keep them short. But it, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to tell your story. You know, I. I've heard it, but it's always good to hear again. And it inspires me and, and gives me courage and faith that, you know, if you believe in it, you can do it. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks for thinking of me and adding me to your show. It's been awesome. No, I love it. Well, good luck. Um, I'm sure we'll see you here right, in the next week can... or so. Yeah, we'll see you. Well, I guess, yeah, next week, probably. Yeah, so. we'll be beating the trail down. So. I'm thankful we get to do it and be careful and um, I'll see you soon. All right. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In The Loop Breakaway podcast. I really appreciate all of your continued support. Be sure to stay in the loop and head over to allthingsbreakaway.com to join the breakaway community. We have a lot of big things coming through season two. If you haven't heard all of season one, be sure to check it out. If you have any questions or requests, you can reach out to me at in the loop breakaway at gmail.com. Thank you, and I'll see you down the road.